0: Hi,
1: I'm Darren Ride.
0: And I'm Tim Beadle.
1: Welcome to Disciple Making. Hey! Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm here with my friend Tim Beadle, and we are uh, getting into it here in the new year. And Well, it's already spring, actually, beyond the new year. And it's been a while since we've been together, Tim. And it's good to have you back in the harness here.
0: Yeah, it's good to be back. I've been on the sideline for a little bit, and uh thanks for carrying on the cause in my absence. But good to be back. And uh I think we've got a good good topic uh to focus on today.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we we haven't had a real catch up, Tim. You know, there's been a lot going on in the world since we've had a good sit down. What do you what do you make of what's going on in the world these days? There's just well, lots going on.
0: I'm heartbroken. Ukraine, like I I just can't believe um This is something that most people have not experienced in terms of being an observer to um, basically an unprovoked attack. And, you know, three million people are now refugees and uh, the homeland, uh, for those who call themselves Ukrainian, has become a cause worth fighting for. Mm. And uh, I I was really moved um, a few days ago when, when the president, Vladimir Zelensky he gave a call he gave a call to anyone actually worldwide not just to Ukrainians who are uh, in other countries but he says anyone who wants to join us come hmm. he said He says there's no greater contribution that you could ever make for the cause of peace wow. and it's been interesting to see uh, Canadians who have no connection to the Ukraine uh, but they just can't well as Popeye said, I sees what I sees and I can't stands it no more. Right? <laughs> uh, they're actually traveling over there. Uh, some of them have had military training, others don't. They just want to get involved in the cause. Yeah. And uh, I've never, I've never really seen a compassionate call. Even yesterday, the president uh, addressed the Canadian Parliament, and gained the call: we need more help. Hmm. Uh, and. It sort of leaves you in the spot, uh, if we don't help, where does that place us, where does that put us, what is our posture, and uh, in considering that, uh, you know, my mind's been going back, you know, to the theme of our podcast, Darren, uh, Disciple Making, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus gave a similar call hmm. uh, to anyone, to anyone who would come and follow him, as it were, uh, you know, Towards the, the the middle, as it were, of, of the gospels, he's saying, Hey, look at look at the fields around you. Like the harvest is here. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send more workers. Hmm. And uh you know, from the time that he called disciples unto himself, in Matthew 4:17, he switched that call from simple followership to, and I'm gonna ask you what do you make of the Actually, what is the call of Jesus uh, in Matthew 4, 17, when he says, okay, come follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men? H- how do you hmm. see the difference in that type of call? Well,
1: you know, I, I think probably my my view on this has changed a bit, uh, you know, as I've been more immersed in, focused on disciple making, and, and we, may, we may differ on this, Tim, and that's okay. Okay. Uh, I think the call of Jesus, the inherent call to follow is a call to apprenticeship. Uh, I think that's what he's calling people to right out of the gate. Uh, You know, I know there's the come and see and all of that, but when he calls people to follow him, that's an apprenticeship call, a call to be a disciple, to be a student, to imitate, which implies, I think, joining him on mission. I I don't see any other way. It's not follow as an observer. I think it's follow as a participant. At least that's my take on it, Tim.
0: Okay. So so when Jesus said that, um that was sort of halfway through his uh three year ministry yeah. uh, the way I've always seen it is yeah obviously people attract you know come and see that's the attractional imitational mm-hmm. call, and he hung out with people, but then he took them to a deeper level and um and that is the level of uh we don't often use the word apprentice or apprenticeship mm-hmm. when it comes to disciple making, but the more and more I think about it, and I've been given some thought in in these days. Most people, the word disciple and even discipleship has lost its uh, grip, lost its focus, Mm. lost its compelling nature of a calling, uh, and also the cost of what it means to be an apprentice. Mm. Um, So, at some way along the uh, somewhere along the road, as it were, of followership, Jesus called them into yeah an apprenticeship, and specifically, uh, you know, in. Matthew is to become fishers of men. Ironically, you know, Jesus had a sense of humor. He was saying it to fishermen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to leave your nets and I am going to teach you how to catch men. Uh, what has been your general experience of apprenticeships, just just, just in uh, the pre- professional world, your family, things like that, Darren?
1: Oh, yeah. I've got lots of illustrations, observations. As a young man out of high school, I cut survey lines and, and worked for two different companies in a couple of years. And uh, you know the one company taught me how to do it fast the one another company taught me how to do it right and corrected a lot of the mistakes uh my my daughter's a paramedic and they have quite a process there of training and then um you know being being mentored actually and walking into that her husband my son-in-law just finished his fourth year electrician so he's had on the job training plus schooling and and you know the nature of an apprenticeship team. I love the you know there is a freshness to that when we talk about it in relation to disciple making because it doesn't it just imply knowledge download. It implies being trained to That's do something. True. Yeah, you know yeah. It, the implications. You're actually going to get your hands dirty in some way.
0: Yeah, I, I saw in the news today, uh, the province of Ontario is committing today twenty eight million dollars for apprenticeship programs just because they have a labor shortage. Hmm. And as I alluded to when Jesus said, uh, "Ask the Lord of the Harvest to send more workers," there is a labor shortage, uh, as it were, in the kingdom. Harvest field, and uh, the challenge that that I've been confronted with these days and and this is the challenge i I'm sort of putting out today is that do you listeners, followers of Jesus, consider yourself to be an apprentice, someone who is involved in on the job training uh because moving into a profession as you've said, whereas paramedic electricians whatever, you can't be affirmed unless you go through an apprenticeship program. And I wonder, you you'd sort of joked, well, one one firm told me how to do it fast, the other told me how to do it right. <laughs> uh, have we sort of lost it in the church that, that we've really lost how to do disciple-making in terms of calling people to be apprentices? Have, have we lost doing that right? Well, what would be your, your response to that, Darren?
1: Hmm. Well, you know, in, in what we would call a, a good functional church where there's you a know, good level of volunteer service and that kind of thing, there's usually good systems of training and, you know, the, the the leaders training other workers and things like that. And and that's, you know, that's a picture of it. Often though it's training for a task, it's not full orb disciple making. Right. And, and so I think what I've seen is sometimes we get it right in terms of training for tasks, but we're not always training and apprenticing and equipping for actually all in on mission following of Jesus, yeah. you know that that we haven't maybe rolled it out to all of life as much as yeah. I think Jesus intended. That, that's that's been my read lately, yeah. anyway.
0: And so, sometimes my view, as I've reflected on this uh, in in these past days, uh, obviously an apprentice and disciple uh, sort of follows someone who will train them in the on the job training, and that's what Jesus was calling his disciples to—to to follow mm-hmm. me, and I'll make you. I'll 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 take you on the road as it were, and and I'm just wondering uh, as I look at today's church, how much time we're actually looking to Jesus to grow mm. and develop into apprentices, or as you said, we're just doing tasks to complete the needed work in the church, uh, to keep the church going, to keep the programs going, and mm. there there is unfortunate a disconnect uh, between where Jesus wants to lead us and where we've settled in terms of church ministry.
1: Yeah. You know, I think even as you're saying that, Tim, I think right back to the remember the old experiencing God model of, you know, where's the Lord at work and joining him in that? And I know in in our in our ministry here we've we've talked in the past about this thing called praying and paying attention. You know, it's yeah. praying for people and seeing what the Lord's up to, and even more explicitly asking Lord, what are you up to? And how can I join you and coming, you know, jumping into that. And I think that's in an unstructured way, that's a view of apprenticeship. You know, what's the Lord up to? We come alongside Him. We follow Him in that. And it might not be as as fancy as some, you know, highly detailed up program. But I think the trajectory and the heart intent aligns really well with what it means to be an apprentice.
0: Yeah. I guess the one difference with the worldly apprentices is that you sort of clock in and clock out nine to five or whatever. Mm. Whereas when you're an apprentice of Jesus, um, He's actually doing a work in you, not just training you to do a work with Him. Yeah. And therefore, um, we have to realize that Jesus, but through the Holy Spirit, is always at work. You know, Philippians one six. Paul says, being mm-hmm. confident of this, that he who began a good work and you will carry it on continuously to completion until the return of Christ. So I guess that that's that's the thing that I've been confronted with, you know, this distinctive call of Jesus on our lives is to bring us to the point of of really making a personal choice to follow Jesus, not Mm. other people or influences in the world that might disciple us. I think Alan Hirsch, uh, a missionologist, he said something like this, if we don't disciple people in the way of Jesus, the world will disciple them in their Mm. own way. And, um, uh, you know, when I look at my life and why I do what I do, how I dress, the car I drive, where I get my gas, I have been influenced by a compilation of a whole bunch of other people throughout my life, for good and maybe (laughs) perhaps for more of a uh, self-indulgence to my parents, my friends, my teachers, my pastors, TV personalities, sports personalities. They've all had influence on me, but when we follow Jesus, he becomes the sole influencer in terms Mm. of what it means for us to follow him.
1: Yeah. You know, I think what's, you know, what's different, you already alluded to it. different about apprenticeship by Jesus versus apprenticeship to a trade is his apprenticeship is not just about task, but also about character. (laughs) You know, it's about the formation of us like him and by then by its very nature, yeah, you don't clock out. It's not a a nine to five, a 40 hour a week apprenticeship. It is a 168 hour a week immersion in what it means to follow him. And that's, you know, I've shared recently one of my, one of my other, uh, content productions about how that's been a real area of grappling for me to understand that, you know, despite all our leadership, you know, intent for boundaries and life balance, Jesus calls us to this total life apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, a call basically uh, has to be compelling. Uh, Otherwise we don't take it seriously. And uh, I think the call of Jesus um, is always linked to a result uh, he calls Ooh. us because there's a result. Um, Come follow me. I'll make you fish as a man because, you know, Jesus needs our help. I don't know if you've ever thought, like Vladimir uh, uh, Zelensky, we need your help in, Korea, uh, in Ukraine. Jesus is saying, I have called you because I need your help in this task yeah. of world evangelization, for uh, seeking and saving the lost. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I've ever really looked at that, that Jesus is actually asking me because he needs my help. Rather than just keeping me on the straight and arrow type of thing,
1: hmm. yeah, well, he's working on us as well as through us, right He invites us to join him i mean that's the that's the view like he's he's on mission, yeah. he invites us to join him on mission, and in the process of doing that, you know he changes us too so so the apprenticeship is so thorough it it's it's at a whole other level uh, compared yeah. to any other training we've ever received,
0: yeah, now most people I talk to we're all busy in the church in the world and family for the kids, grandkids, whatever. Uh, but has there come a place, this is this is I'm asking perhaps a rhetorical question, has there, there come a place in my life where I'm no longer st- satisfied with the status quo and reality of everyday life or even current church or faith experience? And is it time again, based on the call, uh, to really look again at... Uh, Jesus called to become his apprentice full time, mm. uh, not sort of yeah. fitted in when, at the end of the day. But, uh, but I think the, the, the call is responded to when there is a dissatisfaction with status quo, like saying, is this all there is in life? Mm. Uh, that might be uh, your inner voice of the Spirit saying, Jesus is calling you to something more than you've experienced yet.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, apprenticeships—we look at the trades, Tim. They have levels. They have first year, yeah. second yeah. year, third year. And I know that that apprenticeship with Jesus isn't quite so clear cut, but there is clearly a progression. Yeah. And may not the challenge might not be the identical progression in the same way for me as for you, but there is a progression yeah. where He grows us in character, where He grows us in skills, grows us in passion, grows us. You know, I'm I'm always. Amaze it as the Lord peels back the layers of the onion. There's always more he wants to work on in me yeah. <laughs> that yeah. he is, you know, he, he doesn't just bring us to a place of static task and do this over and over again. Yeah. It's this progression of joining him growing in character, growing in effectiveness on mission with him.
0: Yeah. As soon as you said that, my uh, mind went to the verse where Jesus said, if anyone wants to come after me, mm. uh, you've got to deny yourself, you know, take up your cross daily, which is literal identification with his cause and follow him. Uh And that is progressional. It starts with the cost. Mm. You know, most good experiences, tough experiences, whether it's going through school, apprenticeship, uh, saving up to buy your own car, whatever it may be, it costs you something. But when you finally slug through and accomplish the goal, whether it's graduation or whatever, you said, you know, that was hard work, but it was worth it. Mm. Because there is a progressional nature that you just don't show up and all of a sudden you're an apprentice. And um, this is the challenge, I think, uh, for me to realize that God continues to call me deeper in him and to be aware of what's going on in the world because the world changes and we can't use the same methodology or approach as we uh, try to be salt and light even in the world as well. So Jesus, uh, he, he never shirked back or hid from his potential followers what it would cost to follow him. And that's why some many times along the way they turned away. They said, "You know, we can't do this anymore." And Jesus didn't lessen his standards to try to win them back. He said, "No, this is what it means," and uh, it's the same standards that basically he calls us today.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the reason the the, the church, in, in in the best sense of the world, has been successful, you know, in terms of reaching people and 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 you know, millions and people over the generations, is because Jesus had. A high call right out of the gate yeah he didn't he didn't say okay if you just sort of kind of want to be involved do this he raised a high bar he invited people to leave (laughs) you know you don't want to leave too do you and he he maintained a high calling and that rolled over into the early church and you know fortunately by the work of the spirit we have scripture that maintains that clarity of what it means to follow and i think you know you wouldn't want an electrical apprentice you know my son-in-law for example who didn't know negative from positive and ground from the source you know and when it comes to apprenticing with Jesus, we need people who really are, are engaged in what it means to follow him and represent him and reproduce the life of Christ in others.
0: Yeah. So there we have it. So in apprenticeship, our focus is on the teacher, not so much others, our co-apprentices. Or, uh, basically, we're learning from a teacher. and We're learning skills because when Jesus calls us to follow him, there, there is an outcome. He has something in mind that he wants to train us in so that we can actually pass the apprenticeship. I sort of wonder if we uh, you know, preach from a pulpit and said, okay, who here considers himself to be not just a follower of Jesus, but an apprentice of Jesus mm. who, who would actually stand, and and why mm. is that? Um, and so we can't spend our time watching others. Uh, the Bible says fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter, our completer mm. of our faith, and we need to consider him continually, lock our eyes on him Because Jesus endured, you know, opposition from sinful men so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. He says, this is going to be tough, Mm. but it it comes down to obedience. And we've talked about this many times before. Jesus said, "Uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? And uh, that that has gripped my heart again in terms of the call. There's a lot of different calls, good calls, good causes in the world. But what is the supreme call that Jesus has? In the gospel message it's to follow him and become like him and become a disciple maker
1: hmm. you know I, again i think the the um raising the the word apprentice in the mix of disciple making i think adds a freshness to it i think understanding what apprenticeship is and what it means helps us understand what it means to be a disciple yeah. and to make disciples because it is the picture right it is really what jesus was doing with his disciples and what he called them to do. You know, you know, Paul to Timothy, the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrusted liable men who will also be qualified to teach others. You know, it's this generational transmission. I think apprentice is again a fresh picture that might help us maintain an understanding of what disciple making is.
0: So there you have it. I think that's where we're going to land the plane today. It's a focus on apprenticeship and the call to become an apprentice of Jesus. You know, we all answer to someone. We all follow someone or something. And uh, my challenge and prayer is uh, may that person be Jesus.
1: Mm, amen. Good one. Thanks, Tim. Thanks yeah. for joining us, folks. Hope to see you next time on disciple making. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple podcasts.